This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Hello everyone. Uh welcome to another episode of the Kenyan Wolves podcast. Today I'm joined by Mr. Wayne Hennessy Barrett, who is the CEO of Foji Capital. Um so Foji Capital is um a neo bank for Africa. Uh so that's how Mr. Wayne uh describes it. So uh, and obviously he'll go deeper into you know what a neo bank is and what Foji Capital does. Uh so welcome again uh Mr. Wayne to the show. Eric, thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure to be with you again. Awesome. Thank you very much. So, I guess we'll just go deep into uh, straight into the uh, the podcast. So, last time we spoke, I think it was around in October last year. Uh, you guys had just um, signed uh, a loan facility with Citibank. Uh, so, it's important that at least we we touch base again to see how how far you've come uh, as a business uh, given that, you know, um, COVID-19 really affected um, most of the businesses so we, it's it's good to take stock on where Fuji capital is uh, at the moment and how you've responded you know over the last 12 months uh, especially in terms to the pandemic well well absolutely it's been it's been a really tough year for for the planet let's be honest um and you know just answering your question kind of in the order that it came we we were really really happy to to um to to be able to partner with city with them as a financing partner but also with a view to a deeper strategic partnership where uh we can really work together to bring micro and SME finance to the economy in Kenya where it is most most needed so they are tremendous partners uh, it was a, a 3 million dollar deal denominated in Kenyan shillings and completely guaranteed by the US government uh, development finance corporation so that that made a, a financial transaction that really gave us the firepower to looking after our customers um and our wonderful clients uh, at the the end of a horrible covid year and to really have an incredible first quarter of this year we've 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 had a, an amazing quarter one but yeah. you know i'd i'd be lying if i said that any of this was easy you know financial inclusion in the first place is is tough it's uh it's a big challenge um and we're enjoying i guess the success that we are because we've through hard work and experimentation um found a way to give our clients what they need um but but that doesn't protect you from from the challenges and so when covid hit uh we we saw um a big contraction in the Kenyan economy that affected us but we you know we we stood by our clients so we kept lending to them throughout uh the, the the challenge and i can tell you a little bit more about that you know later on in the conversation if you'd like but yeah. uh, but no i mean the 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 it was it was a, it was a, a tough year but we ended it stronger than we began we ended the year you know cash flow positive and profitable on a forward going basis which was tremendous um and a much streamer you know leaner more streamlined organization but but ultimately a a much stronger one for it and um and we really you know we really held to our values and navigated through the storm that way 
Great, awesome. And just talking about then milestones, uh, I remember back in December, I think, is when you guys crossed your one million uh, loan uh, issued. Um, and for me, I think one of the interesting thing about Fuji Capital has always been that you put financial education at the core of um, of what you do. So it's not just about uh, you know giving out a loan, but it's actually pairing that up with the right financial tools to enable those uh, clients to make you know better informed uh, financial decisions. Well, that's absolutely right. Um, so maybe maybe um, for, for for new listeners, what does Fuji Capital do? Uh, we we are building the neobank for Africa. So what does that mean? We are going to be the digital lenders of choice for the micro SME sector. So we provide the propulsion for small businesses to grow, and that allows them to realise their potential. It gives the business owners and their families access to a better life, a better future, and it helps to build an economic uh, journey from the informal market to a formal integrated existence as part of the societies of the amazing countries that we work in. And at the moment, that's Kenya and Uganda. So we're digital lenders, but only for businesses. And as you rightly say, Eric, it's not just loans. We blend loans with enterprise training. So we're giving people the ways and the means to succeed. The ways are the knowledge and the skills to run a better business. And the means, of course, is the working capital credit that allows them to buy inventory, sell it at a greater profit and, and grow their lives. So uh, that, that is really the core of what we do. And we're uh, building on that foundation. Um, and I guess, you know, just, just reflecting on the milestones of 2020, um, well, we survived. Uh, <laughs> that's a pretty good milestone. Um, and we, we thank God every day for that. But uh, you know, surviving is not enough. You've, you've got to serve your clients and you've got to help them not only to survive but to thrive and so the city deal was a big milestone a massive one and my friend martin mcgambe uh ceo of city east africa you know said you know it's a marriage made in, made in digital heaven which um very very you know witty uh, turn of phrase but uh, it's one which i think is apposite because you know we have a number of relationships through city with um, distributors and vendors that we can bring that last mile financing solution to and help them to boost their sales, help the end client to grow their revenues by an average of 82%. Um, and that really is the, the way forward as we, we embark on a scaling plan. But there are a couple of other milestones as well. We uh, had another very important strategic partnership with the MasterCard Foundation. So as COVID was really biting, uh, MasterCard Foundation allocated a significant sum of money, um, I think it was in excess of $8 million, to provide COVID uh, recovery and relief uh, to, to distressed businesses that would go under were it not for some form of intervention. And so because of our neobank capabilities, we were able to work with you know, off-balance sheet funding from MasterCard Foundation mm-hmm. and be able to distribute um, a significant amount uh, to over uh, about 40,000 businesses, in fact, um, yeah. who were beneficiaries of these you know, very, very soft loans or, or, or interest-free grants so that they could keep the lights on and really get through the storm. And, and that was an incredible, uh, an incredible um, thing to be part of. And we are looking forward to hopefully doing more things with them in the future and indeed with the partners that they uh, have been working with um, to, to help aggregate the, the businesses that, um, you know, have benefited from this. So that was a major, major 
capability jump for us at a time of, of real need for everybody. So I guess that, you know, two, two strategic partnerships, that was pretty important. We um, closed our Series B round as well uh, at, uh, you know, a time of, of great need. So that was uh, good to do. And again, they gave us the wherewithal to push through a tough year and set the conditions for a really strong 2021. Um, and I think, you know, for me personally, uh, as, as a, a milestone, it was more of what you would call um, a check bearing, you know, when you're navigating, mm -hmm. be it at land or at sea. There's a time when you just look at your compass and you make sure you're going in the right direction. You make sure you've set it correctly and you're progressing, even though you can't see your hand in front of your face. You've got to have faith in the direction you've chosen. And really by recommitting to our B Corp values and standards, to our service, uh, our servant leadership approach, where we only succeed when our clients succeed, that, that gave us the courage really to take the risk to keep lending throughout the pandemic and throughout the lockdown when a number of other people were not you know, confident enough to do that and they moved to a collections focus. We kept lending and that helped us to rebuild our loan book um, to a stronger position by November than we had been in January, February. So really, um, you know, it was an incredible year and, 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 and a great one of uh, personal and professional growth for all of us. Yeah. So yeah, so so maybe you you you've mentioned a couple of things, and uh, so obviously you mentioned the Mastercard Foundation um, and the the ability you know uh, that it gave you to reach out to uh, you've mentioned over forty thousand uh, businesses. Um, I was also going to ask about the City um, Partnership, which uh, you know when announced you those plans to reach twenty five thousand more businesses. So as, as we stand, maybe just from uh, from high level point of view, um, taking, you know, in in taking into account the Q1 numbers that you're mentioning, uh, what is the current reach of uh, the businesses that uh, 4G Capital uh, supports? Sure. So um, we I think we're, we're, we're slightly ahead of, um, of target, actually, uh, going off our quarter one report we were 26% ahead of budget. Um, we had around 35,000 active clients, all of whom would have been benefiting from MasterCard funding. Yeah. Uh, I beg your pardon, City Bank funding, um, quite separate to the MasterCard cohort. Um, I think we've lent over $140 million now since uh, the uh, since the business was, um, was, uh, was formed. Um, and uh, with you know over 1.3 million loans altogether, and over 150,000 clients built uh, served served altogether. So, so yeah, um, and, and we're still seeing the great impact stats. 72% you know, yeah. of our clients are ladies. Uh, that's very important. 60% uh, or thereabouts rural. Um, about 30% are youth, so under the age of uh, 35. And we think it's important to serve youth, uh, but also to serve, um, you know, the older clients who uh, can be overlooked as well. And we see repeat rates of 83% and, and still an average net promoter score of, of 80, 81, which is incredible, really. So, so yeah, we're, we're kind of, you know, we're, to, to continue the metaphor, you know, we're, we're on, on track with the, we're on bearing and we're, we're, we're on track and we're, we're moving forward at pace. 
Yeah, and it's, it's, it's really awesome to, you know, when, when you mentioned the numbers, uh, because given that the, the pandemic really affected uh, most businesses and in terms of actually lending, uh, you mentioned that, you know, um, for G Capital managed to, 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 to keep lending throughout the pandemic, uh, even though other businesses sort of folded or, uh, or actually stopped lending, um, which is one of the mm. key things that I actually admire that, you know, you kept with the customers through and through, even though, uh, even during the hard time when, you know, other uh, lenders really uh, exited the market. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's... um. Yeah, and and I, I think it's just really important when we're having this conversation to have a to keep a humble heart. You know, everybody in the conversation to keep a humble heart yeah. because it, it's it's very normal, conventional uh, wisdom in credit and in banking that when things you know go go south, you you protect your assets in any business. In fact, you protect your assets, and so if you're a lending business. It's a perfectly reasonable thing to do to, to to stop lending when when the economy is collapsing all around you. You know, you, you, it would appear to be maybe you know counterintuitive is the professional word, and, and mad would be the the you know colloquial word to yeah. to keep lending during these these times. Um, but uh, so so I don't think you know we should take any joy in in people who have exited the market or or or, or, or really found it very difficult and. And at the same time, if you move to just a collectionist focus from people who are suffering, well, they're under stress, you're under stress, and there's a real, you know, vicious circle and, and, and negative energy can really start to come up. And, and, and credit and debt is a very sensitive product in the first place. You really have to get it right to, to, to build the kind of positive energy that, that allows real growth. Yeah. And that too can be counterintuitive because... Uh, particularly in, in a low data space where client files are thin, um, options for recourse in the event of default are limited. Um, you know, it's it, what we're doing is different and it's unconventional and it, it works because of a very, very magical mixture of capabilities within our company uh, between our you know, artificial intelligence algorithm, um, but also the critical importance of our agents on the ground and the touch tech approach um, together with the way our products are designed and our policies to look after people. So, so yeah, we kept lending through, um, through the pandemic, but we, we did a little bit more than that. We, we dropped our prices by 10%. We um, got rid of all late penalty and arrears fees, not just for people in 2020, but, but actually throughout history. Yeah. Um, so all of our clients, we reset. And we just said, right, guys, uh, we're here for you because we had to be because <laughs> kind of nobody else was really. But yeah. but we knew our businesses are awesome. Our, our clients are the most awesome people in the world. I cannot emphasize this you know, strongly enough, especially for international listeners who have not yet had the privilege of spending time in Africa or in the informal markets of Africa. You're talking about the strongest communities the strongest family-oriented people and the hardest-working, most ingenious people who can make a profit out of almost anything. Yeah. And talking about uh, just paying tribute to our mammon bogas, to uh, the seamstresses, to the charcoal mamas, to the people selling anything because they are solving their 
customers' problems and giving them what they need. And so it's our job to solve their problem and give them what they need by giving them the capital to keep going. And we knew that they could keep going. And even if they couldn't, it was only going to be a matter of a couple of months because the world turns and it has turned. Yeah. You know, this horrible disease has, has run its, you know, it's, it's, it's been, it's, we, it's part of life today. It's, it's part of the reality we're in. But, you know, we're human beings. We can manage this. Yeah. And our clients can, you know, they've got bigger things to worry about than COVID. And so we knew that these these people would be here for, for the long haul and we had to back them. So that's what we did. So um, that uh, really saw us <laughs> extraordinarily. Our, our repayment rates went up to about 97% wow. um, from the people that we were supporting. And I think yeah, it was a lower base of clients mm-hmm. who were doing things with enormous intentionality. Um but, but, but that was a really you know uh, emotional moment actually um, to see kind of our clients you know back us the same way we were backing them, and then uh, we we started looking what else we could do. So um, we partnered with a great great uh, health insurance provider called Turaco. Yeah, and we couldn't do it for all our clients, but we we ran a pilot that was was amazing to see, um, where we were able to offer Turaco health insurance to uh, a number of our customers which would provide healthcare coverage to um, also cover COVID. So if you got COVID and you had to go to hospital, this insurance would cover you. And that was great. Yeah. Amazing thing to be able to do with them. Uh, they're a wonderful company. Um, and uh, and that pilot was very, very important. And, and it's really informed how we are upgrading our, our technology and our systems so that in the future we'll be able to offer that and services like that to to all of our customers mm. um because there's a lot of tech integration that's needed to make make the whole thing really fly but we we're able to kind of you know offer it where we could when we could and and you know it it even if it um wasn't necessarily uh, adopted by all of our clients i think psychologically the fact that um it was a very clear statement of position that we weren't going anywhere yeah. And we could still innovate and evolve. And, you know, as long as our clients uh, are on their feet uh, or even on their knees, frankly, we're, we're going to stand uh, right next to them. You know, I think there was a period where we maybe went down on one knee, but we got up again quite quickly. Um, yeah. So, so you know, that, that, that was really important. Um, and we also were able to uh, pivot our business training program to uh-huh. help people manage COVID. So, you know, a lot of you know, crisis and contingency skills, um, cash management, obviously, you know, hygiene, hand washing. We, um, the company subsidized um, tailors shops to produce thousands of, of face masks, which we then distributed to businesses in our locations, um, you know, for free. We just gave them out. That was important. We participated in uh, a pan-Kenyan initiative called Safe Hands Kenya, uh-huh. which was, uh, put together by a friend of mine, Greg Murray, who's uh, the founder and CEO of Coco Networks, mm-hmm. another amazing company and a, a great friend. You, and, you, um, you could actually uh, link us up because we've been trying to talk to Greg Murray for the longest time. Uh, he's, he, uh, he, uh, he, you will have a great conversation with him and I'll be happy to connect you. Um, but he's uh, you know, a, a force of nature and a very busy man you know, himself. So he nonetheless led this initiative, which brought together... Um, probably about a dozen uh, tech uh, social enterprises 
and we 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 partnered to use our respective distribution chains mm-hmm. to get hand sanitizer, detergent, washing materials, face masks um, to people because you know you're, you're not going to be able to isolate in Kenya to fight COVID. It does, doesn't work that way. But yeah. what you can do is take hygiene measures to uh, mitigate transmission. And so we we actually, uh, I think we moved the needle a little bit on that one. And it was a real team effort. Yeah. So that was great. Um, and we're also able to, to, to provide emergency food subsidies to to clients who were absolutely, you know, blown by by, by the crisis. You know, we're able to, to do our, our bit there and then. So we've always tried to you know, not, never waste a good crisis. Um, don't don't let it go, go, go to waste. But it's, it's one of those times in life, you know, you just got a decision to make. Um, are you going to are you going to kind of attack the problem and move forward positively or are you going to hunker down and um, and hope for the best? And, you know, we saw that the, the companies that that kind of took that approach and were positive and were willing to take short term pain uh, in order to position themselves, you know, well, either you, you do the right thing and either you go under, but you go under honorably. Um, or actually come up absolutely triumphant, which is sort of what happened with us. Or or you take um, a lot of maybe, you know, less, um, uh, I don't want to, uh, more of a survival mindset. Mm-hmm. And, and actually that makes you weaker. Yeah. And we've seen that with uh, with both investors and companies as well. So, so we're really excited about the future, Eric. We're really excited about 2021, which has got some amazing things ahead. Yeah. So, um, and obviously, when when you, when we look at twenty twenty one, we are looking at more of sort of a recovery, both in terms of businesses and the economy, even uh, at large. Uh, maybe just to start, have you seen some uh, sort of return to pre COVID um, numbers in terms of your customers, um, and what is for G Capital then doing to uh, just uh, help those businesses also recover uh, much much faster? Yeah, uh, we're well. We're we're not we're not recovering anymore. We we recovered in November. Um, right. Since then, we've just been flying, if I if I can say it like that. Um, you know, we've we've never been stronger. Our book is growing. Um, it's bigger than it's ever been. We're on track to lend uh, probably around seventy five million dollars this year. Maybe maybe you know maybe a bit more, maybe a squidge less. But but you know it's it's, it's going to be a great year. Um, and we're enriching uh, the training that we're providing. We're partnering with CGAP and uh, the Social Pre- uh, Performance Task Force to uh, you know, develop a, uh, an indebtedness early warning system. So this is going to be an industry first mm-hmm. where we are looking to provide you know, really scalable tech-enabled um, uh, question sets that can identify when somebody you know, before somebody is going to get into trouble so we can predict it um and therefore you know take the appropriate action pause change terms whatever's best and once once we've kind of got up with our learnings our findings we're going to share share our results with the the regulators in kenya or the central bank and the commercial authorities and then you know share them with the rest of the industry because i think that's just really a really good thing to kind of you know help us all evolve together so that's on the in- impact front and, and very much you know in keeping with the b corp mission um and yet we're just you know we're helping our customers grow and and the, the they are growing you know we're seeing our average loan size go up it's gone up by about 20 25 percent mm-hmm. in the last two quarters 
as people's volumes are recovering. And so whilst there are still real challenges in the economy in Kenya and Uganda and worldwide, in the informal market, you know, um, it's, you know, BSR is underway. You know, we're, we're, we're in business. People are buying and selling and they're moving forward with the, you know, the joy and the, the energy and the entrepreneurialism that, that is so amazing about Kenya. Yeah, and I, and I think you've, you've, you've also mentioned uh, one of the questions that I was going to ask uh, in terms of just what policies then or initiatives can we do uh, both by the public, uh, sorry, by the private sector and the government to then just boost um, the informal sector and specifically small businesses. I know you've mentioned your uh, your partnership with SIGAP, uh, is it, uh, to, be, to, ve- to develop that? Right um that framework so what else can we do to to just uh improve so um i guess my my baseline statement is that i think we're quite blessed in kenya with a a very pro-business government um and uh i think that that they they think about things before they do them and and they do them with a view to to a better future so i i, I find that very encouraging um we're looking forward to uh, the uh, realization of the regulation that's coming from the central bank, which yeah. will focus on customer protection. We think that's great. Um, we've been supporters of that for a long time, and we're on record for saying it. So I think I think that's 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 a positive development. But I think the really important thing is just let people trade. Let people trade. By all means, have the frameworks for customer protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all that kind of stuff but you know it, it's really tough for governments it's, and governments are the easiest thing to to criticize but it is such a hard job i you know my first career i was uh, i was an army officer and i, I worked in, in government at times yeah. and it is such the comp the complexity of the problems and the challenges faced and you have to look after all constituencies including the ones that don't vote for you and, and really think about the immediate term and the long term and so it's really, really tough. So my my comment would simply be, let business flourish, and then the tax take will go up automatically. Yeah. Um, uh, because, you know, the, the data shows that whenever governments anywhere try to really hike up the taxes, it has a stifling effect on business. Yeah. Um, and so so there's, there's a lot to be learned from that. Um, and, you know, we, we, we've all tightened our belts and, and you, know, you know, governments have to do that sometimes as well um, and just make sure that, um, you know, things are prioritised or, or, or phased appropriately over time. But I'm upbeat. I think, I think the government of Kenya has got it and, and they'll, you know, there, there's, there's, a, there, there's an elasticity, there, there's a pragmatism to, to things which I think um, is very sensible, especially compared to some other, other places. Yeah, and, and also you know it's 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 a good thing that you've also commented on on the regulation that that is that that has been now officially uh, put out by the central bank, um, and we are looking forward to that coming into effect to just you know better better um, pro- protect the customers from uh, unscrupulous you know uh, activity in the lending business. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Then, uh, as as we get to the end of the of the podcast, then what's 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 next for, for G Capital? What what are we looking forward to this year? Yeah, what's happening? Well, we are really excited. We're um, on track for our Series C raise this uh-huh. year, um, and we're looking forward to to really kind of going to market um, within 
the next month, we hope. And we've got some wonderful conversations and some you know, really, um, really, really exciting uh, potential partnerships to, to, to engage with. And, and that's very exciting because it'll give us uh, the capital that we need to, to, to really deepen and to scale. Yeah. So deeper in Kenya and Uganda, uh, and then uh, in time you know, wider, uh, we're looking at West Africa, we're looking at North Africa, um, and uh, kind of keeping that keeping that cadence of trying to stay on top and potentially even exceeding that as our digital channels develop. We're looking as our tech roadmap um, unfolds at being able to bring in more products and services to our existing clients and indeed to new clients. Mm-hmm. We're very exciting about scaling partnerships through our friends from City, their, their clients. But yeah. um, really, you know, I think this is a year where we can we can kind of fly the flag for for an East African business that has got uh, a universal appeal across Africa and actually across the world because what we're talking about is helping small businesses to grow, and we're in a changing world. And, and our approach of providing people with the ways and the means to succeed is really what we need as a, as a human race yeah. to equip people with the skills to deal with a very rapidly changing world. We've got climate change um, uh, unfolding. There will be human migration. There will be new ways of living and dealing with the environment around us. We have to steward and care for that environment yeah. uh, whilst also making a living um, more efficiently and uh, more uh, responsibly than in the past. So, you know, if you're going to cut down a tree, you've got to grow too. You've got to plant too. Uh-huh. Um, and we need to kind of put that mindset into into people's heads at, at every level. It's no good just um, being being patronized by wealthy people, you know, at various international forums. This is stuff that we have to have in our hearts and in our minds. Um, on a daily basis as, as entrepreneurs at every level. And, you know, any farmer will know that. Any fisherman will know that. You know, anybody from a, the rural communities we serve, they, they, they've never been able to just, you know, um, completely ravage their lands because they live there. They're their ancestral homelands. And so caring for and stewarding the environment is in our bones. You know, the human race is not the problem. Um, but we have to sh- change our mindset about how we... We care for where we operate, and there's actually more abundance and more greatness to be had by just doing things more mindfully and levering te- leveraging technologies, leveraging you know, clean and intelligent technologies, um, and and providing the right kind of financial inclusion um, and knowledge and which that can make all this a reality. And so we're very excited about being able to bring a Kenyan success story um, to the rest of the world in the coming years. Awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm really also looking forward to, you know, to see, you know, just the growth uh, by the company this year. Um, and I know you've already given us too many nuggets of wisdom already in this in this episode, but what would be any, you know, uh, last words or pieces of advice to uh, small businesses in Kenya and across the continent? Um, look after your customers, but also look after yourselves. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So in your busy day, take 20 minutes, half an hour to breathe, meditate, pray, do some exercises, do your press-ups in the morning, uh, kiss your kids, tell your partner you love them, um, because 
uh, you know, you can't you can't ever replace those things. So uh, that will make you a better business by just holding on to your values and looking after yourself, because without you, you know, you can't do your job. So um, that's kind of it, really. Just, yeah, look after look after each other. Thank you very much, Wayne, again, for making the time uh, and for coming on the show. It's absolutely my pleasure, my friend. Um, and uh, I wish you and your team very well and keep up the brilliant work. It's a tremendous platform that you put together and uh, we all value it greatly. Awesome. Thank you very much.